0: Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Good evening. Thank you, Pastor Patrick. Uh, Open to Acts chapter 16. Well, sorry. Um, Well done to all of you for coming out tonight. That is one cold, cold evening. Takes me back to Donegal, fond memories. (laughs) Um, My title tonight is is Prison Break. Prison Break. and we're, we're, We are continuing somewhat on, on the theme of, of worship. We have to ask the question tonight, what is, what is success? For us as Christians, what, what does success look like? I remember uh, a number of years ago, I was in a, a Christian band. I've talked about it before, and, uh, and we were about to go on TV, and on the BB Baskin show, if any of you are old enough to remember that, it was on RT2. I think it didn't even make RT1. Um, but uh, God said no to me, and I remember struggling with it because I was I was in a small church up in Letterkenny. Um, there were there wasn't a lot happening. We we had, a, we had a good youth group, but the church was just it was just small, and it seemed and significant. And, and this was something that, that was, I suppose, had a certain amount of success about it. And and God said no to me, and I left the band and and just went on and served the church and, and worship and, and youth and so on. And then later on, a few years later, I remember a producer in Holland inviting me to go and record, and because I was writing songs at the time. And and to go on tour and, and be a, a I suppose a worship leader that toured around and again God said no he said no you know serve where I've put you you know in Donegal and, and, and Letterkenny. and uh, it was I suppose a struggle at the time but I knew I knew what, what God was saying I knew what was right. And to be in a more insignificant setting was the right thing, was the right thing, and it's sometimes hard to discern, you know, what is right and wrong, isn't it? And so we're going to look, we're going to look at this um, this incident in, in Acts chapter sixteen. We'll start in verse sixteen, um, where where Paul and Silas end up in prison. So so let's let's read from verse sixteen. Once, when we were going—now, this is Paul and Silas. Are, are They've been sent out from Jerusalem. They're on a journey. They're on, it's actually Paul's second missionary journey. And they, they have arrived in Philippi. And there's some things have happened. And they are on their way to this place of worship in Philippi. And so, so this is where we're picking up. So they were going to this place of worship, or this place of prayer, And we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. Verse 17, she followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept us up for many days. And finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the Spirit left her. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a violent earthquake and the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we're all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all the others in his house. At that hour of the the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. Lord God, we come to you tonight, O oh God. And Father Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your scriptures, O oh God. we thank you, God, that, that we can see your life lived out in those that have gone before us, Lord, and in, in the scriptures, O oh God. We can see, Lord, in Paul and Silas's life, Lord, a great example to us, O oh God. And I, I pray, O oh God, that Lord tonight, Lord, you make these scriptures live to us, O oh God. Oh Lord, let us Lord, receive nourishment, Lord, in our souls tonight, O oh God, from Your Word, O oh God. Your Word is life to us, O oh God. It's bread to us. It's food to us, O oh God. And we we desperately need to hear Your Word, O oh God. Would You, Lord, enable me to speak, O oh God, O oh Lord, in Your name, Jesus? Amen, Amen. So, Paul and and Silas were on this this mission. They were, they were going to. And they were. They were they were bringing truth. They were bringing the gospel. Um, and, and they were moving from place to place with, with success. And here they are in, in Philippi. And they're going to this place of prayer, a good place to go to. When this demon-possessed woman started irritating them and started following them around and, and shouting about them. And it brought me back to other times where, where Jesus encountered demons, and even though the demons may not have been saying something that was, was wrong as such, Jesus would not allow himself to be announced by demons, and so this, this you can see the same here, Paul eventually was not going to have this anymore, and, and so he turns, and he, he, he casts this, this demon out in, in the name of Jesus. And it created a whole, whole lot of trouble. A whole lot of trouble. And can I say this just, just as a, a by the way, that, that we in our Christian walk and, and as we journey th- through life, we do not need and we do not want the help of fortune tellers, whether the demon-possessed or otherwise. We do not need the help of fortune tellers. We have the Spirit of God. We don't need tarot cards. We don't need angel worship, spirit guides, astrology, or fortune tellers of any kind, brothers and sisters. We are to be led by the Word of God and, and by the Spirit of God and, and Him alone. But these slave, the slave owners of, of the slave girl, they, they got very upset. And so they, they grabbed Paul and Silas took them to the marketplace where the authorities listened to their false allegations. And, and these magistrates gave in to the mob. And, and Paul and Silas were, were stripped. They were beaten with rods and thrown into prison. And, and this, this was severe. It was severe that this was no light touch. These, these were Romans that, that were beating them with rods and, and it, was, it was an awful beating that they got. It says in the word that it was a severe beating. And then they were thrown into prison. And you can imagine for, for these men, a couple of hours ago, they were ministering the gospel, going to the place of prayer on a, on a mission for the Lord, bringing bring, bring good news. Actually, they, they, were, they were coming from Jerusalem, where, where they'd just been at the Council of Jerusalem, and they were bringing this, this good news of, of how the Gentile Christians didn't have to become Jews. This was all part of, of what they were bringing. And, and thank God for that today, brothers and sisters. We do not have to become Jews to become Christians. We can be Irish. Or English Alan and Catherine, or whatever we are, we can we can eat our bacon, brothers and sisters. We can hallelujah. <laughs> but but these men, they, they, they were bringing good news wherever they went, and all of a sudden they find themselves in this immensely difficult situation. They had their feet put in stocks. They were put in the in the inner part of the prison. where the the worst and most dangerous criminals were were kept, they would have been in in severe pain, in awful pain. They'd been put to shame. They'd been stripped. Misrepresented. Lied about. I can imagine in in this prison, the, the sanitary provisions would not have been Exceptional. Dangerous men all around. Vicious men. Angry men. Frustrated. Brutal men all around. Full of hate and, and, and desire for vengeance. And so, Paul and Silas, they, they'd been victims of injustice. Inhumanity and, and now imprisonment. And how did they react? It's wonderful. What, what an example they were. They started to pray and started to sing. They, they started to worship brothers and sisters. They started to worship God in this dungeon. The last time I, I spoke, I talked about how Cain's, the beginning of, of Cain's uh, murder episode, uh, this first murder that happened in the Bible, the beginning of that was incorrect worship. And how important it is for us that, that our lives are, are oriented and, and directed and guided by, by correct devotion and, and worship of God and brothers and sisters it's so important and we talked a little bit about Romans one that that if we stop honoring God even though we know him we can end up in, in terrible depravity and 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 ignorance and and deliberate darkness. And it's of vital importance that we we place the, the glorifying of God and, and the worship of God as as the preeminent thing in our lives, brothers and sisters. And it sets our direction. And it actually it steers us in the opposite direction to sin, which Pastor Nick preached so well on on Sunday. If we, will aim our, if we will aim our direction for the worship of God, for the knowing of Him, for the enjoying of Him, for the service of Him, brothers and sisters, we, we, will, not, we will not approach that sin line. We'll be going in the opposite direction altogether. And today, we're looking at, at these two men who at, were just men. They were great men, but they were men. And they had, they had their weaknesses. They had their old natures. They had their struggles like the rest of us. But in this prison, they started to worship. But I want you to know this was not when they started to worship, they lived lives of worship. They had been worshiping the whole time since they'd become Christians. And even on this tour, this mission trip, this was a mission of worship, of bringing glory to God through how they lived and through what they said and how they loved people as they came across them. They were living lives that were directed towards the glory of God. And so it was the habit of these men... To worship God. This was how they were living. They'd started worshiping a long time ago. And they were risking their personal safety, their resources, their personal well-being for this endeavor to glorify God. Now, imagine them starting to sing in the prison in front of all these wild characters. You can imagine them saying, what are these lunatics up to? What are they doing? This would have been so foreign for them because Christianity was new anyway. But what on earth are they singing about and I can imagine these these characters around them starting to laugh or or starting to get irritated or annoyed. I don't imagine Paul and Silas being the best of singers anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so they could have been a mile out of tune. And it may not have been the sweetest sound in their ears, but it was worship. Yeah. It was worship. And I can imagine these other men cursing them and They they were not respectful gentlemen, let's say. But Paul and Silas, they they weren't silenced by whatever opposition opposition they received. They weren't silenced by the injustice they'd received. They were worshipers, and their eyes were still on Jesus. Still on Jesus. They weren't going to be silenced by the imprisonment of their bodies. Not even the physical pain would stop them from worshipping brothers and sisters, from giving glory to God. I want to encourage us tonight that it does not matter what is done to us physically or mentally, injustices, You and I, brothers and sisters, are called and supernaturally enabled to be worshipers of God, no matter what the circumstances. We are. We are called to glorify God in every circumstance, every situation that we find ourselves in. And it is to be our lifestyle, brothers and sisters. It's to be our way of living I'm going to encourage you. If, you know, maybe you haven't seen your life in this way up till today. But I'm going to encourage you in your woke college environment. Worship Jesus. Be be glorifying unto God. And, and how you do your studies, and how you do your exams, and how you treat your 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 fellow students and your lecturers. Start your mission of worship and your work with that, with that difficult boss that you have that, and your dead-end job. If that's where God has put you, glorify God. Glor, glorify God. Set the lifestyle of, of, of worship in place. In your family situation where there's, there's difficulty, where there's strife, Glorify God. Struggle in marriage, in school, in the lonely place. Be the worshiper that that the Holy Spirit, that God has has created us to be. I want to speak to to somebody tonight, and I I felt the Lord impress this on me like Paul and Silas were in this prison and they were hearing the voices of, of angry and difficult men. If you're hearing voices, horrible voices in your head, like Paul and Silas maybe were in that, in that situation, your deliverance is to start to worship Jesus. Jesus. Sometimes even as Christians, the voices from the past, the voices of our failures, the voices of condemnation, brothers and sisters, can come and and start to discourage us and take our joy and and take our freedom and and, and take our future from us if we will allow them. But brothers and sisters, we are to, to... How do we react to that? We worship. How do we react to the accusations of others. We worship. How do we react to condemnation? We worship, brothers and sisters. We glorify God. Because as as these men worship, they, they find their freedom. The situation changed. Their identity changed, brothers and sisters, from being prisoners to being worshipers they moved from 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 being constrained to the most wonderful of occupations that of of lifting up god of lifting up the name of jesus that 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 the greatest of calls to glorify god they moved in their identity recently i seen it in Brother Tony. Tony, f- from the sentence of terminal sickness in the prison of a hospital bed, he worshiped. I seen him worship. I seen him glorify God. I was there. We sang together. And he worshiped God. I seen it in Sister Joyce, worshiping God through grief and struggle. And, brothers and sisters, no matter. What the situation, we can worship God, hallelujah. Joan Mooney, worshiped. Worshiped from her, from her deathbed, hallelujah. It's a supernatural thing, brothers and sisters. It's a supernatural thing, but God has made the impossible possible for us. He has called us to this and he, he brings us the strength that we need to worship and as Paul and Silas were worshiping in this situation, things were about to go to another level of traumatic. You know, you'd think it was bad enough. <laughs> but, but here it goes again. Here we go again. An earthquake hits. A violent earthquake And it seemed like it was—it's one thing after another. And sometimes we go through seasons of that, where it's one thing after another. Here we thought we were going on a on a great trip. We were going to do something great for the Lord, and we were endeavouring something and something after something after something hits, and here they have now another thing—an earthquake, and it's a violent earthquake. And sometimes it gets worse. Before it gets better. But this wasn't an ordinary earthquake because it was sent by God and it was bringing liberty to the captives. Amazing how God can take something like an earthquake and bring liberty out of it, bring freedom out of it. And it's interesting, brothers and sisters, because sometimes God brings difficult, earth shaking circumstances. Entire lives. And it actually brings liberty. It brings liberty. And in those difficult situations, he sets us free somehow. He he sets us free from the grip of things. Sometimes uh, we, we 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 can end up in humiliating circumstances and it sets us free from pride. Sometimes people can bring accusations against us, and it sets us free from a, a, a like a self-importance. Even if they're not true accusations, which it sets us free. It brings freedom. I want you to to notice something here now. That this is this is where I want to get to tonight. What did these worshippers do when their shackles fell off and the doors were open? See, the earthquake set them free. God set them free. But this earthquake woke up a jailer who was there and he thought that the prisoners had escaped. And this meant that that he and his family would be disgraced and he would possibly be killed for his his dereliction of duty. And Paul somehow knows that this man is about to do harm to himself and he he calls out to him, do yourself no harm, do yourself no harm. And here we have, now Paul has, has two options. The shackles come off, The doors are opened. And Paul can either do one of two things. He can run and he can say, Everybody, run! Get out of here, we're free! Or else, there's another thing that he can do, which is reach out to this jailer who is suicidal. Reach out to this jailer who is suicidal. There's one of two things that he can do. There was two doors open to him. It's a choice of escape from this difficult set of circumstances, or remain in it a while longer for the sake of this jailer. Now, this jailer, he was no friend of Paul and Silas. He had he had slapped the shackles on. He put them in. He he chose where to put them. He put them in the inner part. Of the prison. He had shown them no compassion and no favour. And so Paul Paul reaches out to him. Brothers and sisters, people who are worshippers do not automatically go through every open door. We do not automatically take the wrong door. We don't automatically exercise the freedoms that maybe we could, because we are constrained. Because we we live our life to glorify God. So therefore, the freedoms that we could exercise and. Legally could exercise, even scripturally, legally could exercise. We don't. We don't. And and Paul and Silas, this is the approach that they take. They say, We will we will exercise or we will stay in this place of constraint for the sake of others. For the sake of others. For, for, for the glory of God, for the soul of this man, this suicidal man, we will stay in this place of constraint, even though we could go free. And not, not every door of escape, not every door that's open to us as Christians is to be walked through, brothers and sisters. We have, we have this, this guiding principle of worship. And in, in, in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, 37, Jesus, Jesus said it, this, he said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. But Jesus didn't stop there. He went on, and he said, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor. Love the jailer. Love the suicidal Love, love your neighbor as yourself. As yourself. And brothers and sisters, Jesus said in, in those verses, he said that this love of our neighbor, this, this love of people who, who, who need our love, that this, this love is like worship. He said the second command is like the first and therefore, there are two parts to worship. There is the, the, worst, the, the direct glorifying of God, and there is the loving of our neighbor as ourselves. Everybody with me? Worshippers are inclined to look after their neighbors. We are. God, when we love him, when we seek to honor him, we will take care of those around us. Jesus said, to do that is like worship, is to love God. Anyone who gives a cup of water in my name, Jesus talked about that. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2, he says, If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. It's not, it's not one or the other. I am nothing. If, if I don't have a love for the people around me, I'm nothing. And so, brothers and sisters, if, if we are to, to get to glory and, and have God say, "Well done, good and faithful servant," then our, our worship must be on him, and we must look after our neighbor. And the, this, this is our, guiding, this is our guiding map, brothers and sisters, to success. These are challenging things as challenges me brothers and sisters. The results of a worship in life is care for the suicidal, the lost the broken the hungry and Paul and Silas chose love as the higher way and they brought glory to God, because the jailer then fell on his knees, and him and his family became worshipers. Him and his family followed God. So an open door may not be the most worshipful door. The run door may not be the right one. It may not be the most beneficial door even for us. An open door can seem sometimes like a shortcut, brothers and sisters. It can. It can seem like the quickest way out of here, out of this discomfort that I'm feeling, the stocks of where God has allowed us to be. He's planted us somewhere, you know, and put us somewhere and put, put us under authority and, and, and put us with responsibilities. And it, it may be in a family or a work situation or something. And sometimes it can be uncomfortable. But, but to take... An open door and run away from that, we can run into a desert. We can find ourselves in the wrong place. Beware of promotions that are gonna reduce your, your availability to worship. Beware of it. Beware of escape hatches. <laughs> Take care with open doors, brothers and sisters. They're not all the right direction for us. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. And this is, this is one of the ways that we can discern what is God's will for our lives. Well, what's going to be glorifying to Him? What, what is going to glorify Him if I love others? Well, that's going to be glorifying to Him. Brothers and sisters, parents, you know when 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 you choose less of an income so you can bring up your kids to know Jesus. It's worship. You're loving the little ones. Parents, when you get up on a Friday night from your nice comfortable sitting room fire and drive your teenagers to youth, it's worship. Can I hear an amen? amen. <laughs> Ministry leaders, when you sacrifice of your time and your freedom to be an example, to be an encouragement to others, it's, it's worship unto God. Cafe team, those of you that, that make the coffee downstairs, it's worship unto the Lord when, when you provide that cup of coffee that, that allows people to be encouraged and, and fellowship together. John, when you buy the chips, is where's John? <laughs> when you buy the chips to share with everybody, it, and, and people enjoy that fellowship over the bag of chips, it's, it's worship. We could go on and on tonight, brothers and sisters. The glory of God and the souls of men is our lifestyle, and helps us discern between one door and another. It's our directing. It's our, it's our direction in life. This is this is our mission. This is our, our guiding attitude. To worship God is inseparable from loving our neighbour. Brothers and sisters, if if, if today you haven't started that mission of glorifying God, I'm I'm going to encourage you to get on it. Paul and and Silas, they they saw the miraculous. Look at what happened. There was another time where where the doors of the prison were open and they they were just free to walk out. And, And we will see... The miraculous if we will live lives that will glorify god we will experience the greatest of fulfillment brothers and sisters one of the greatest things is 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 to lead others to christ or be part of that journey you know to i think of our feed cork team you know down there sometimes they listen to a lot to be able to to then share something of the goodness of god and the care that that they show but you come away from, from that worship of God, that glorifying of God, f- full of full of fulfillment, full of joy. And brothers and sisters, I don't want us to to just pray tonight. I'd like us to stand and pray. Can we just bow our heads and maybe tonight you're, you find yourself in a prison, you're constrained and, 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 and you want to get out of it, I'm going to encourage you, start to worship in, in whatever constraint you're in. If you're, if you're stuck in the kitchen at home, start to Worship start to worship, make that place of constraint a place of glory. You, you bring the presence of God, you bring the glorifying of God into whatever circumstance, whatever constraint, whatever difficulty, what, what, whether it's of your own doing, you start to bring the glorifying of God into that place and see what happens. See what happens. See how God will, will shake the circumstance. He will shake your circumstance and he will bring glory out of, out of what you're in. And it starts with just, God, I want to glorify you. I want to lift you up. And if today you're facing a decision of, of will I take an open door or will I not? Will I move on from this place? or will I not? Then you, you need to consider that before the Lord and not run, not move on without letting God guide you as to what is the most glorifying to Him in your life. That may be the, the big thing or maybe the small thing. He decides. But today our success is to be glorifying to God in our circumstance no matter what it is. Lord, tonight, oh God, we, we come to you, oh God. And, oh Lord, we, Lord, Lord, offer to you, Lord, our frailty, our weakness. And Father, Lord, we thank you, oh God, that, Lord, you have put your Spirit within us, oh God. Lord, your Spirit, Lord, that brings glory to you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit, Lord, who will glorify you and remind us of what you have said and will lead us, oh God. You lead us by your Spirit, oh God. And Father God, we are your people, oh God. And we tonight, Lord, just simply say to you, have your way in us, oh God. Oh Lord, and lead us, God. Lord, step by step, Lord, that, that every step of the way, Lord, whether it's in a confined place, whether it's an open, in an open place, Lord, every step of the journey, Lord, will be glorifying to you, O oh God. It would be, oh, Lord, Lord, something, Lord, that you would be pleased with, oh, God. Oh, Lord, I thank you, oh, God, that you have, oh, Lord, formed us, Lord, into something, Lord, into, into that which we could never be, oh, God. We could never glorify you, oh, God, except, Lord, you have stepped into our lives, oh, God. You've made us a holy people, Lord, a holy nation, oh, God. Oh, Lord, Lord, a, Lord, Lord, a body, Lord, that is pleasing to you, oh, God. And I thank you for that, oh, God. Now, lead us forward, oh, oh God. Lead us, Lord, into those good works, Lord, that you've planned in advance for us to do, oh God. Lord, that we might glorify you, oh God. Oh Lord, with our our words, Lord, with our our speech, oh God. Lord, with our actions, oh God, and with our decisions, oh God, and in the way, Lord, that we love one another, oh God, and those around us, oh God, make us glorify unto you, oh God, Lord, that we might worship you, Jesus. Lord, let that be the guiding, the guiding direction in our lives, oh God, we ask you in the name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. Amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Have a great week. Enjoy a cup of coffee downstairs. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website www.corkchurch.com Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.